Welcome to Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry are four longtime friends with more than 70 published books between them. Together, they host Friends and Fiction with author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. It's Wednesday night, but not just any Wednesday night. This is the launch episode for my new book, Bright Lights, Big Christmas, which just came out this week. Yay! (laughs) And that means it's time for another installment of Friends and Fiction Theater. You asked, we deliver. (laughs) Always. Always. (laughs) we've got so much fun in store for you so let's get rolling as you might have guessed i'm mary Kay andrews i'm Kristen harmel i'm christy woodson harvey i am patty callahan henry i'm meg walker and i'm ron block Okay, but what are our reindeer names, though? I feel like that's like... Oh, oh, Dasher, nice. Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet. Vixen. Comet. <laughs> You're oh, Vixen. We, we know who Vixen sure. is. <laughs> Ron is Ron the Ref. <laughs> Ref Ron. Yeah, Ref Ron. <laughs> this is Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support authors, indie bookstores, and libraries. Tonight, we're going to be playing a little thing I like to call reindeer games in celebration of, of, as again, I'm just going to say 15, 20 times tonight, (laughs) Bright Lights, Big Christmas. (laughs) Oh, but before we get started, I wanted to remind you to check out all the pieces of our Friends and Fiction community at friendsandfiction.com. There you will find links to everything Friends and Fiction, our weekly Friday podcast that drops on all major podcast platforms, our bookshop.org page, which supports indie bookstores, and where our books and books from our guests are available at a discount, our weekly email newsletter, and our Friends and Fiction official book club with Brenda and Lisa. That's right. And the Friends and Fiction official book club's October selection is the followers. So mark your calendars for Monday, October 16th at 7 p.m. when Brenda and Lisa will be meeting on their separate Facebook page for their live online discussion with author Bradley Godfrey. Brady, Brady Godfrey. (laughs) Brady, all of a sudden I have this like total coughing fit and I'm talking like I... Okay, glad you're okay. I thought you were getting choked up. I was laughing so hard about our reindeer names that I had a little oh. moment. <laughs> we, might have had a have, moment. we might have to have Sean flash them across the bottom of our things. So. I know. Yeah. I know. And our Friday podcast for last week has dropped. Patty and Ron talked to Ruth Watson about her historical novel, A Right Worthy Woman. And coming this Friday, Ron and I will talk to Melinda Taub about her amazing new novel, The Scandalous Confessions of Lydia Bennett Witch, which is a reimagining of Pride and Prejudice told from the perspective of the youngest Bennett sister. 
All right, y'all. Mary Kay, congratulations on your pub day yesterday. Woo-hoo! I remember. We can do like singles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, can't anyway. I don't know if y'all have that. Congratulations on your pub day yesterday. <laughs> um, we all know, because we've been with you on this ride, how much work and planning goes into not only the book, but the book launches. So tell us about what you have coming up on your book tour and where everyone can find you and find us with you. Absolutely. First, I wanna thank everybody out there who pre-ordered a copy of my book ahead of its on-sale date. You all know how important those early sales mean to a book's early trajectory. Look how I said that hard word. That's a good word. I told you no hard (laughs) words today. (laughs) It means a lot. So thank you. And as for my tour, the best place to find all the deets on my ongoing big-ass traveling roadshow (laughs) on my website at (laughs) marykandrews.com under upcoming events. And there you'll find my full book tour listed out with all the various ticketing links for each event. Now, Meg will be traveling with me and keeping my head on straight. And speaking of head, she has to make sure the back of my hair isn't flat because <laughs> this is a very serious issue. With me. One of my top job. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a job for all of us when we're yeah. together. It's a joint <laughs> job. Definitely studied that in college, picking out your client's hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you carry one of those picks in your pocket? I'm you know, like a pocket. <laughs> In high school, you know how you had a. <laughs> Meg, tell them where everything is happening because I don't know. Okay, well, I'll tell them. I'll tell them. Tomorrow, Thursday, September 27th. Uh, that's, is that the 27th? 28th? What, what are the dates? You're in Greenville, South Carolina on Thursday for a doubleheader with M. Judson's. On Friday, you've got another doubleheader with a luncheon in Myrtle Beach hosted by Litchfield Books and an evening event at Silver Coast Winery in Sunset Beach, North Carolina with Pelican Books. And then Saturday, you'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina at a Barnes & Noble. And then Sunday, October 1st, is the big tea party fundraiser for St. Vincent's Academy in Savannah. The tickets are still on sale for that, so act fast. It's going to be a great afternoon at the stunningly beautiful Cathedral Basilica of St. John the Baptist. If you've seen any pictures of Savannah or ever been to Savannah, you know the church we're talking about. Um, yeah. But they have a brand new event space and it's beautiful. And this is this event's a perfect chance to go get to see it. So um, on from there, you have stops in New Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, Alabama, South Carolina, West Virginia, even a November stint in California with stops in LA, San Diego, and Palm Springs. Oh my God. Wow. 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 There's a lot of guys. I'm tired for you. Well, I think I speak. Oh, exactly. You can find all of that at marykayandrews.com. So I think I speak for all of us when I say we are so excited for the next Friends in Fiction Live event coming up on Wednesday, October 4th. All six of us, Mary Kay, me, Christy, Patty, plus Ron and Meg, will all be on stage together at Carroll Community College in Westminster, Maryland. You can get your tickets from the indie bookstore, A Likely Story, but make sure to act fast because they are almost sold out. We don't want you to miss out. We would love to see you there. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. It's time. (laughs) It is time to get these reindeer games underway. I'm kind of nervous. I'm a little sweaty. (laughs) Will there be singing? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, just, just you, Kristen. You're just, no. You have a solo. You have a solo. Okay, as you can right. tell from all my finery, I'm going to be the referee this evening. I tried to be uh, as mean as the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer coach <laughs> who put everybody through their paces, yes, but I couldn't do it. Me. I couldn't. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I expect all of you on the screen to behave this evening. Um, we expect you to honor the tradition of the reindeer games because you've all been to reindeer school. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and also respect Woo! the sanctity of Reindeer Stadium. Let's keep it clean, ladies. Damn you don't have to talk to us. That you was a dare. Not only that, but you don't have to tell us that. I think I think the um, head of it all needs it, to have a little chat. Water, the sparkling water, Christmas water, tree up in clean. the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as your MC, I will be asking a series of multiple choice questions. Each contestant here on the screen has cards marked A, B, C, and D. We ask each on-screen contestant to log their answers by holding up their cards. Ron will reveal the correct answer after Patty, Christy, and Kristen log their responses. Contestants, please hold your cards up until all points are tallied. There's a lot <laughs> I mean, of rules, you guys. Why not add and subtract? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. A little, no, just a little. I think keeper, right? MK I actually think she does. Yeah, MK is going to preview. The referee is going to say who earns the point, right? Okay. I don't know. Our judges are a little slow on the uptake. MK, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron, and I are disqualified from play. Uh, but fair warning, Ron has a whistle, and he's not afraid. Oh, so do I. Oh. Ah, I knew those were going to backfire. <laughs> Two whistles Bad on the field. Idea, I'll keep it. I'll keep it quiet. Wait, we we encourage oh, everyone out there. Oh, who would we lose? She lost. She just left in a rage. She was Such done. A poor sport. She, she is had it. She's had it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you bring out an extra yeah, whistle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We encourage everybody out there in TV land to play along in the comments. Are we ready? Let the game We're ready. begin. We're ready. Okay. Question one. What Christmas song became the first song ever broadcast from space? Was it A, Santa Baby, B, Jingle Bells, C, Grandma mm. Got Run Over by a Reindeer, or D, The Chipmunk Sing Christmas Don't Be Late? Mm. I have no idea, so I just wanted the most ridiculous. Okay, MKA, what is the correct answer? The correct answer is Jingle Bells. Oh, Me. Jingle that's Bells! Such an obvious choice, and that's why I didn't choose it. I, I like, know. I was like, they <laughs> probably thought it was this funny to do sometimes. grandma. Yeah, I was like, this is a trick question. <laughs> okay, so Kristen gets a point. Kristen's on the board. Kristen's Woo. on the board. Okay, question two. Are we ready? When yeah. was the first Christmas tree lit up in Rockefeller Center? Was it A, 1933, B, 1962, C, 1956, or D, 1947? Um, uh, this is hard, but you got to go with your gut in multiple choice. <laughs> you do. You do. Yes. Yeah. A is correct. Um, actually, yes. The Woo! Rockefeller uh, Center workers pulled their money and put, oh, put up the Christmas tree themselves. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's fun. I never knew that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so more you know. Patty and Kristen get points. Is that correct? Okay. No, Christy and Kristen. 
Patty's yet to be on the zero. <laughs> Is this is a hard fit. Womp, We're rooting womp. for you. I've just only got lucky. <laughs> Thank you, Meg. I know Meg's rooting for me, but I'm letting everybody down. Okay, All go right. ahead. Question three. Are we ready? Miracle on 34th Street starred which child star? A, Elizabeth Taylor. B, Haley Mills. C, Natalie Wood. Or D, Annette Funicello. I feel like I would have heard about this. At some point in my Wait, Christmas career, Miracle on 34th Street starred which child ooh, star? Ooh, oh, do we have three ooh, different answers? Have... No. no. Oh, we have two we Natalie two. Woods Chris, and one Elizabeth Kristen Taylor. And Patty. Okay. Hey, Patty's on the board. I've seen, oh, that. Gosh. I've seen that movie like a million times. And I was like, but I don't. Isn't that terrible? Haley Mills is too young. Yeah, I knew it was Haley Mills. So Christmas got it right too. Is that correct? And I have to say, my, my initial instinct was C, but then I had that little like, so you don't change your, <laughs> don't change question your, don't change your answer. Go, go with what feels right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Everyone's behaving so well. There's very little referee involvement. <laughs> I know. This is like. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number four: What is the highest-grossing Christmas movie of all time? Was it A, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, B, Home Alone, C, Frosty the Snowman, or D, Bad Santa? God help us all. Wow. Bad Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everybody. Whoa. Boo. Boo. Yeah, that that was really a remarkable. Yeah, it was actually the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I think that's probably because it's been shown so often. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had that and then. Okay. okay. So here, here was my reasoning behind why that's it couldn't be that. Because there's so many different versions. I wonder if they Oh, that's a good point. Them. Yeah. Oh, man. They must have added them all together. Raph, we, Raph, we want that question thrown out. <laughs> I'm going to deduct the point from you. I would like to talk to the proctor. Thank you. Do not, do not, one do players not on the field get whistles. <laughs> oh. Since they bought them for a previous launch party. Since they bought yeah. them, yeah. They have a box of 25 still left in their closet. <laughs> it's it's oh like a bridesmaid's God. dress. It's good you get to use it again and again, which is oh, that what everybody wants. Yes. <laughs> All launches henceforth shall have whistles. Abby. <laughs> okay. okay, question five. In Home Alone, which kid wet the bed? Was it A, Buzz, B, Jeff, mm. C, Fuller, or D, Peter? I actually have no idea. I have zero idea. I don't, none of these. I am 100% positive it was full. Wow. I think uh, we're, yes, Christy yep. has Christy that correct. Cool. I have no uh, idea. I don't remember that. Are. Yeah, I mean, if you've watched Home Alone as many times as, as I have, you know yeah. that by heart. Okay, yeah, now, bonus points if anybody knows. Who was the actor who played the bedwetter? I have, I don't even remember don't anybody know. wetting the bed. So I'm, I'm out on that one. <laughs> Christy, you remember Sean that? Knows. Sean, Sean knows. knows. <laughs> I know. Tell it us, was, Sean. Yeah, tell, tell us, Sean. Sean. Prove Put it. it in the chat, Sean. Prove, <clears throat> prove, prove it. Prove you know. Prove it across the bottom. 
He doesn't. Oh, he's he fun. doesn't know. He doesn't really oh. know. It's no, the brother no. of Elijah Wood. No, it's the, bro- it's the brother of somebody, but it's not the it's brother. Karen, of Karen Culkin, oh, who's no Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Culkin. Yes. Uh, oh, really? Karen Culkin. <laughs> oh, I didn't cute. know he was Sean. in it. That's cute. I had no idea. I didn't know either until I was doing extensive okay. research, i.e., not writing the book. <laughs> oh, now I I know that. That's good. All right. That okay, Armand, do we no know? No points for Sean either. he's like damn it where do we stand in the points we are this is the recap where we are Patty (laughs) has one point Christy has two points Kristen has three points Oh well, well. Okay, let's go on. I, I promise it's all going to be downhill from here. I think I started <laughs> strong, but yeah. All right, <laughs> question six. I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to make up for for your faith in me, Meg. You can <laughs> yeah, do it. I, I have faith. In I you. believe in you. What okay, thank is, you. What is the best-selling Christmas single of all time? Is it A. All I want for Christmas is you. B. White Christmas. C. Blue Christmas. Or D, Jingle Bell Rock. God, this is so hard because it could definitely be all of them. Mm-hmm. Is there an all of the above? Do you guys know that Chubby did a version of Jingle Bell Rock? <laughs> there is I a Chubby Checker version of Jingle Bell Rock. There is. I'm going to just go for the one I hear nonstop. Everybody's going Mariah Carey. Wow. Wah, wah. It's not right. Oh, I'm sorry. There is a Cody Rigsby Christmas Peloton rod where he says <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you is the best-selling Christmas single of all time. Which you better check his trivia not- with Mary Kay Andrews. <laughs> tell, Cody to, tell Cody to call me up and we'll talk about it. <laughs> the, the problem is that, you know, um, <laughs> Bing Crosby recorded White Christmas in um, first, I think, in the 40s. So that's oh. why it's the cumulative, gotcha. you know. Yeah, Mariah's been singing that uh, All I Want for Christmas is You nonstop. And by the way, there is a mention of that song in Bright Lights Big Christmas, just to plug my own book. There you go. <laughs> oh, hey. What's, what's the name of that again? book? <laughs> oh, did, did you write a holiday book? <laughs> in fact, there's another song in here oh, no. that also has a title of another one of my Christmas books. Anyone want to guess? Ooh. Wait. Oh yeah, Blue Christmas. I know. Oh yeah. Do I get a point for that? Do I get a point? Do I get a point? Do I get a point? She gets a pity point, Ron. Give her that. Ah, I got a point. Just give her a candy cane. Give her one of those tiny little candy canes that give you in school. (laughs) You choke on. Oh, it's the best thing ever. I got a pity point. Okay. I wonder wonder if they count in the modern day when they're streaming songs versus when they sold them as physical records. If that has a oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to argue that one for a while. I just know what I just know what the internet tells me. Sadly, though, you guys, we all chose it. So, like, it's irrelevant, right? Like, we all cancel each other out. (laughs) Right. Well, and the funny thing is, though, that just shows you how, like, ubiquitous that song is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I was just thinking to myself, it's all I hear during the holidays. Yeah. Like, like, stop with the song. I love it. Every time she comes on, I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question seven my favorite Christmas movie. According to the movie Elf, what is the first rule of the Code of Elves? Is it make sure your tights don't sag, A? Or is it B, (laughs) treat every day like Christmas? C, don't get on Santa's naughty list. Or D, candy canes and candy corn are basic food groups. Oh, 
I've only seen this movie once. It's a little bit of a trick <gasps> question. Only no, once. I know it though. I'm guessing. Mm. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. See, they're both wrong, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's B, treat every day like Christmas. Okay, all right. I should have okay. cheated when Patty said she knew it, but I didn't. <laughs> I was just believe it. No. She didn't believe I wish she said <laughs> I couldn't well, you didn't want to get on Santa's naughty list, and you definitely didn't gonna want to get whistled at. <laughs> no. I think all of them are on the list of things that he says, but I don't they think are. he talks about saggy tights. I made that part up. Oh, okay. No. That's, that's more. That's one. That's like a, that's like a David Sedaris holidays on ice um, answer. Did you all ever read that? Oh, no, every, I listen to it every Christmas. I have it. Oh, do you really? I'm gonna listen to it this year. Oh, he then gets a, he gets a job as an elf at Macy's at Christmas time, and uh, the the elf the elf wrangler gives them some pretty stern talkings to about their tights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's adorable. It's great. It's Santa Land Diaries. It's the best. I think it's his best work. Yeah, ooh, ooh. Awesome. It's getting getting tight here. It's getting tight. Is it on? Where are we at? Referee? I hope we have a tiebreaker. Okay, go Chris, on. Christy has two. Kristen has four. Patty has two and a pity point. So she's just got <laughs> two and a candy cane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question Kristen number eight. Or, Kristen is winning Christmas right now. I know. Question number eight. In a Christmas story, what was the name of the neighbors whose dog ate the Christmas turkey? Was it A, the Bumpuses, B, the Farkles? C, the Hoffenheffers, or D, the Putzes? I'm totally guessing on this. I would have zero clue. You guys, I, I, have, I have never seen a Christmas story. I have really? never seen it either. And I felt like no. it was a terrible no. confession. So don't go with our answer, is what she yeah, said. Exactly. <laughs> okay, wow. This is wow. surprising. Evening the playing yeah, field. The, uh, the answer is A, the Bumpuses. Oh. Patty got Patty! D, for victory. <laughs> she got an actual real point. I just <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Question nine. It's probably my second favorite Christmas movie. In Love it's Actually, what favorite. does Alan Rickman's character give his wife for Christmas? Is it A, oh, a vibrator, B, a shop back, C, a Joni Mitchell CD, or D, a copy of the Christmas box? <laughs> a copy of the Christmas I'm box! <laughs> Everyone Who made, <laughs> made up these answers? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> Everybody's a winner. <laughs> Everybody's a winner oh, except yeah. Emma Thompson. She was the big loser. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Emma Thompson. Oh, oh, we get the Joni Mitchell time. time. I oh, think long term she scary. was the winner, though. Long you know, I was, was so scary. mad at Alan Rickman after that movie. Yep. I know. Yep. Were you mad at Tom but... because you were mad at Alan Rickman? <laughs> yeah, I mad at Alan Rickman on behalf of Emma Thompson. Yeah. And then I saw an interview with Emma Thompson where she said she. At that time, she was going through a divorce from um, her oh. husband, the director, who was cheating on her 
with Aww. someone who she was in a movie with. Oh, oh that's Whoa. right. Because oh. she was like, yep. it's, it, she's like, it's, it's, I love it. That movie is painful for me to talk about because I was living it. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I have chills. Okay, on to happy things. Okay. Right, question yes. 10. Who makes an appearance in Home Alone 2? Is it A, Bruce Springsteen, B, Britney Spears, C, David Letterman, <laughs> or D, Donald Trump? World's most famous movie cameo. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm sure, everyone would get it. Yeah, it was actually D. Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I've ever seen Home Alone too. Oh, really? I must have. I must have, but like probably when I was a kid, maybe I don't. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Long time ago. That's a good one. Like when Donald All Trump right. didn't, when I didn't realize what destruction he was keeping. I'm sorry. <laughs> Political stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting <laughs> neck and neck here. Neck and neck, right? Yeah. We, right. No, well, no, actually we have oh. a, a, we have a leader by a red nose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Patty's at six. Kristen's at five and Christy's at four. It's very close. Oh, oh Patty pulled, was... Patty pulled ahead. Like pulled ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Seabiscuit. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> it's better when you're 11. losing. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> question number 11 in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What does Chevy Chase's boss give him as a Christmas gift? Is it A, a honey baked ham, B, a vibrator? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm made this up? I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> I can't take it. Okay. Is it B, a one-year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club, or D, a leg, a uh, lamp shaped like a leg? Oh, my gosh. Answers, please. Uh, if anyone says B. <laughs> Unanimous. Everybody's right. Yeah, Everybody's that is a winner. C, it was a uh, one-year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. Thank God. But it makes you think, like, what would the movie have been like if it was any of these others? Well, <laughs> vibrator. We would have taken on a different tenor. It would have yeah, been I, I feel so That's sorry for... A different rating. Different kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. I also feel sorry for any true Jelly of the Month Club because nobody... Is going Nobody to buy anybody that. a jelly of the month club? <laughs> Never. Of all the low down, dirty, rotten, all right. Question twelve: the final question of our game tonight. In how the Grinch stole Christmas, what's the name of the Grinch's dog? Is it A. Seymour, B. Max, C. Ollie, or D. Nick? One, two, three. B. Everybody got it right. It's Woo! unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. Yay. All right. Ref, well, where are we at? Game. Okay. Yeah. We are at the Christy is in third place with six points. <laughs> Kristen is in second place with seven points and with a whopping eight points. Patty but does that include my pity point? Does that include my petty point? But, but that was legit. I thought that was legit. It was earned. You know what? It was the tiebreaker. Ron, tell us what Patty wins. Ron, tell us what Patty wins. Well, <laughs> Patty, 
You are now the lucky recipient of a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> with no Christmas bonus. I was going to say she wins of a all the low-down, dirty, rotten <laughs> things that you can give to me. I was going to say she wins a, a, a full-length mink coat from Dicker and Dicker of Beverly Hills. <laughs> I can't wait. I might have another... I thought you might have another prize up your sleeve for them considering oh. they get to see Rose. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, okay, you guys. Uh, well, that was fun because I won. But let's get on. With <laughs> but let's get on with actually talking about the real star of the show tonight. Me, the winner. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Kay, it's all because of Meg's belief in me. All because we're gonna, we are actually here to talk about Mary Kay's brand new book that we all adore, and not just because we love her, but because we even yeah. texted privately about how much we love it. Yeah, Mary Kay's brand new book, Bright Lights, Big Christmas. But before we get rolling with the interview questions, I'd like to acknowledge our t-shirts. <laughs> um, this book is an absolute love letter to New York City, in particular New York at Christmas time, which is one of the most glorious places and times anywhere ever. <laughs> and yes. you know what? After reading Bright Lights, Big Christmas, we know you cannot deny it, Mary Kay. Yeah. You love New York. It's true. You do. It comes through on every single page. Yes, it does. And we all love it, too. So tonight, we're all proud New Yorkers, or at least yep. proud lovers of New York, especially at Christmas time. Woo, yeah. So let's get on to the book. All right. Mary Kay, this is your fifth. Is that right? That's right, right? Including so. the tiebreaker, Blue Christmas. This <laughs> is your fifth Christmas book. So what do that was not what the pity point was for. winner. Yes. I, I know, but I said it first. That's how I won. Okay. This is your fifth Christmas I book. I texted her the answer, by the way. <laughs> no, she didn't. What do you think are the ingredients for a good Christmas book? And not only the ingredients, but what is the on-top secret sauce that makes one a Mary Kay Christmas book? Like, for example, how is it different than a Hallmark movie? Well, I think a good Christmas book first has characters you fall in love with yeah. um, and that you want to root for. Um, the second thing I think you want is uh, you do not. <laughs> I don't want to see. I mean, I write about murdery stuff all the time. <laughs> I don't want to see a murder in a Christmas book. That's just me. No. <laughs> um, you know. A, 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 vi a vibrator, yes. A murder, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> of those in this book. Somebody blow the whistle. Ah. <laughs> no more vibrator talk, please. <laughs> Unless it comes from Dicker and Dicker of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Let's keep it clean, reindeer. Um, I think you want. I think you want a um, ending that makes you smile. Yeah, and makes you glad you stuck around for the ending. Um, and as for the secret sauce, I think um, that makes it one of my books. Um, hopefully it's the humor. Yeah. Um, hopefully um, the characters um, um, have what I hope is witty banter and a setting. Um, you know, in this one, my character is living, um, Carrie, 
uh, Tolliver, whose family owns a Christmas tree farm, she's living in a camper with her older brother, Murphy, and he snores and the dog has gas. So, you know, there's a little bit of that. And I, really what makes it different from a Hallmark movie is these are grown-ups, so they get to have sex. <laughs> no, seriously, you don't ever see that in a Hallmark, in a Hallmark movie. movie. You do not. It's true. Yeah. Okay, MKA. So we heard that the inspiration for Bright Lights Big Christmas was an article that you read in the New York Times years ago. So can you tell us about that article and the real-life family who inspired your story? Yeah, I read this story a long time ago. <laughs> and then I was thrown around ideas for another Christmas book. And I think coincidentally, my agent Stuart had seen a story in the New York Times, a second story about this family. And they're the Romp family and they are from Vermont. And every year, um, every year they um, load up Christmas trees. They don't, now the Romps don't grow their trees. They buy them wholesale. Hmm. And they load up this old camper and they've been doing this, I think they told me, 40 years. And they oh, wow. set up in the real place in Tompkins Square Park in the East Village. And they wow. sell Christmas trees. And so they were the inspiration. So was it two years ago we went, Meg? Yeah. yeah. We, um, Stuart and I went first. My agent and I went first. And we interviewed Billy Romp. He's the patriarch of the family. And we looked, at, peeked inside the, the camper and talked to him about, you know, how, how it goes. You're in a camper. They don't. You don't really have uh, plumbing and the neighbors take care of you. And so that was the inspiration for my story. My story, of course, the family grow their Christmas trees and they're from North Carolina. They're from um, actually from the same town that Santa suit is set in. Oh, I love that. I like that. That's like a, a cool through line from your, yeah. your last Christmas book to this yeah. one. I, I always like that. It's, it's kind of like a, a special treat for readers, you know? Yeah. I loved, it was cool to meet those people too, because they're actual real people. And do you remember, um, they told us to go to the other Christmas tree stand and to talk to the girl because that night she was having a date with the romp, like son. Uh, and we got over there and we knew, but we didn't want to say anything and be like icky and awkward, but we were like, oh my God, she's going out with him tonight. Um, yeah, she was- she was so from Alaska. Yeah. And she was living there by herself on the streets, you know, like in the camper. But um, and we asked her all sorts of things about like, did she ever feel unsafe? I remember she was making those ornaments out of a little stump. Like, yeah. She had, they had saved the uh, ends of the trunk that they cut off and she was an artist. And that's kind of where I got the idea for Carrie to be an artist. I was wondering, oh, especially I for the wreath. I love to know God. that. Yeah. yeah. She, she oh was like God. drawing little schemes on these little stump rounds and then like oh hanging gosh. a hook, hook on them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I oh my gosh, that's awesome. Did she say she ever awesome. felt unsafe living there? Like on the but she didn't because the neighbors were so great to her. And, wow. Um, wow. you know, it was, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that's in the book, like people who let her use their shower and their laundry. Wow. And, yeah. Wow. That's really neat. I didn't realize yeah. that it come from that particular part had come from a real person. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, and that and that her situation was much more primitive than the romps. And she yes. was right on was she on what street was she on? Was she on it was Broadway? Like Sixth Avenue or something? Like right yeah. in the Chelsea. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So cool. The thick of it. So it was cool. a little yeah. neighborhoody than where the romps are. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is, right? Yeah. So, Mary Kay, the usual trope for contemporary Christmas books and movies tends to be big city girl, 
or, or big city guy goes to a small town and falls in love, then they usually, their cold, hard, big city heart is softened by the charms <laughs> of country life. Um, so tell us how you turned that trope on its head with this novel. Well, the first thing I set out to do with this novel, I thought I don't want to do what every what so many other Christmas books and Christmas movies do, which is, you know, you go to you go to a small town and and find that people are really nice. I thought, what about if I have a small town girl and Carrie is a small town girl, but she's never felt at home in her small town. Um, she loves her family, but she's never felt um, like someone. She feels like she was an alien dropped down on the wrong planet. And um, and I think there are people who feel that until they find their their happy place or their tribe, yeah. they never really feel at home. So that is sort of what I decided to do um, with Bright Lights, Big Christmas. Awesome, awesome, yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. too. Because this big city's not so bad, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. no, it's not. I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> um, oh, I would. Yeah. Well, one of our favorite characters in Bright Lights, Big Christmas is Austin. He's so great. Oh, yeah. The dragon-loving little boy <laughs> who prefers the company of adults to the kids in his class. He kind of is like the beating heart of the story at a certain point. Um, so we hear that you did some research with one of the Friends in Fiction offspring <laughs> for this book. So do you care to tell yeah. us a little about that? Yeah, I was my Megan. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was my 19 year old. It was my 20, it was my 31 year old daughter who lives in a rainforest. <laughs> and loves dragons. Uh, well, I would call Kristen and say, okay, what's Noah into these days? I need to, um, I need to find out what this little boy, um, what this little boy cares about. And, um, you know, um, he's allergic. So they hit, um, he's never had a dog and his dad's allergic to Christmas trees. So, and that makes Austin even more fascinated with this Christmas tree lot that he pretends is a forest because he's a, he's a city boy. He's never been camping. All he wants to do is go camping. That's so cute. So anyway, I had to tap into, I had to tap into Kristen's um, knowledge of that age <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's that. so funny because I, I think you did that in another book um, where you yeah, had a character I watching did. Paw Patrol. Yep. I, I think it was the the home the home record. No, no, it was, not, the newcomer. no it was the newcomer. You're right. Yeah. And it, and it's funny because, you know, at this age, kids move through those phases so quickly. So like yeah. Noah's not into dragons anymore, but like this book will always be a snapshot of a time in his oh, life when he was. Oh, so I think that's that. beautiful. That's really yeah. awesome. what, is he, what is he into? Oh. Porn hub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it right back there. Um, no. I gotta go. My time is up. <laughs> He's into Roblox right now. Which is like a video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, onto a little more charming component. Um, so, you know, we're fascinated with the idea of creating a village of your own in the big city and kind of a little mini world building. Can you talk about the real life corner of the West Village and how that all came to be? You've told us a little bit about your research with the Christmas tree people, but you also created this whole community of people and stuff. So what kind of research and how did that all come about? Well, the first time I went, um, my agent and I went and we talked to Billy Romp and um, he actually has a little book that was published by my publisher, St. Martin's Press, several years ago. And I think it's called Christmas on Jane Street. 
I think you can still get it. And it's his story of being with his family over the years. And so um, we went, Meg and I went back and um, I think I went three times. Um, and it was like last Christmas, I was like, oh, I have to go to New York because, you know, I'm writing this book. I got to go back for one more research trip. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because we were walking, Stuart and I were walking down the street. And we ran into a, a dear writer friend, John Searle. Um, who happens to live in that neighborhood in the East Village. And um, and he was walking his dog. He has an internet. He has an Instagram famous dog. Um, Ruby. 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 Yeah. I'm Ruby trying to do arranged marriage with Ruby and Salt. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but Ruby has her own Instagram um, feed. So um, I put uh, John and his husband, Thomas, in the book. So there's several. There are several. Um, uh, little Easter eggs in there, and the 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 park is uh, Tompkins Square Park, and there is a um, a little restaurant there. Um, it's a French restaurant, but I made it an Italian restaurant in the book. And um, you know, we Sue and I sat on the bench in front of that restaurant, and um, Stuart drank fancy coffee, and I, of course, had hot chocolate. And it was cold, and I sort of got into the mood of the book. Um, and, you know, we saw the lights, the, um, the, um, they run power from this restaurant across the street in real life to the, to the romps trailer. Cause you know, they don't have any power of their own and they have an arrangement with, um, the, the, uh, romps have an arrangement with the restaurants. They trade Christmas trees for meals. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. So that's kind of how a lot of the stuff in the book came to be. And then, of course, I just kind of took off on my own flight of fancy. We love your flights. Yes. Yeah, we do, but it's it's cool to hear about the real life backbone to it. You know what yes. I mean? Like some of that stuff was stuff I didn't know. And I, I liked I, it. Yeah. It deepened my appreciation for the book, I think. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. You did a good job with the, there's like a little bodega owner, right? And that, that whole thing. And the yeah. bakery, yeah. the bakery's real too. Cause when you and I right. were there, we had um, pastries from that little bakery. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm named it somebody else. Yeah, yes, right, right. it is. I think only three people can fit in there at one time. Yeah. <laughs> Suffering for your art. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, another French pastry for oh. research. <laughs> 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 All right, let's end the night with a lightning round. Oh, I wish I had the old graphic with the Patty. Can you do some sound effects? No. Sean, that was quick on the draw, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It. Extra candy canes for Sean. Yep. <laughs> okay, oh. everybody answers these. Um, do you have any favorite New York City haunts at Christmas time? Mm. Mm. I have never been to New York at Christmas time. Really? Kristen, oh, oh, really? Thank you. Kristen, I have. She's out. Bye. Oh. I have special Rock. talents, but New York at Christmas is one of them. So I will take you. We'll do it. Okay. Yay. I'm in. Let's do Bring it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm going to need favorite, you. Christine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go um, I mean, my grown up is Bergdorf. <laughs> like, yeah. Just all the decorations and the. Um, but 
I mean, just everything, but like some of them we're getting ready to talk about. So, uh, but I will tell you, if you've never done there, Saks Fifth Avenue does a Christmas brunch before the store opens with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which does not sound Christmassy, but it like somehow wow. is. Ooh. So it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Santa and all of that. And that is super cool because I feel like it's maybe not quite as well known as some of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, anyway, I could go on and on. That's awesome. <laughs> so I will not. I'll spare I have you. Two off the beaten path ones, sort of. But um, one, I used to work at Penguin and that's down on Hudson Street and it's right across the street from um, Jacques Torres chocolate shop. And they have the most insane window displays and they make all the chocolate there. So they have these giant Santas and you go in there and it just feels so festive with all their Christmas, beautifully designed Christmas things displayed. And they make this stuff called Wicked Hot Chocolate, which has a little cayenne pepper in it. And it just, I don't know, I would wander in there and it would just give me all the feels. Um, And then the other one I love is these little, um, the Christmas dolls at Columbus Circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. Oh, you were? That's what I was going to, yeah. Right at the top of Central Park. And um, there's all these little stalls and they sell all sorts of ornaments and gifty things and things you wouldn't find in the mall. And um, it's just cool. and everybody's in such a good mood, and they're yeah. like bopping around, buying Christmas gifts, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, in there. yep, 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 yep. Awesome. That's great, Patty. What well, about you? Oh, oh I just said, yeah. What about you, Ron? Right. Well, I it used to be I'm like Christy, uh, olden days. I used to love to go to Henry Bendel and see all of their okay. Um, decorations. So I was, I was like, I know Ron's going to say that it was. <laughs> That's how we bonded. We bonded over Henry Bendel. But um, now they found another spot that's kind of off the beaten path like Meg's. But they took a part of the um, of Grand Central Station that they converted these old offices into this big, giant, um, just little bar and restaurant called The Campbell. And you can, yeah. you can only get to it from the other side. And it's when it's all decked out for Christmas, you, the decorations are unbelievable. And Ooh, it's just go. so nice to go been. in there. I I went a couple years ago and they have an amazing cocktail menu. Yes, they do. Good to know. Mm -hmm. These are the important things to know. (laughs) What? Did you say yours? I did. I said the the hot chocolate dolls and the hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Well, mine, Um, I like the um, Ralph Lauren flagship store mm-hmm. oh. it is decked out for christmas in only in the way that only ralph lauren could do and tom and i were there one year we used to go um right our uh, anniversary is uh november 27th so we used to go for our anniversary and one year we were there and you know they had this living room set up with all ralph lauren stuff i mean it looks like a house the whole mansion is a an old old uh very famous mansion and um you know, there's this beautifully decorated living room with a fake fireplace with a gorgeous tree. And they had like a chase lounge in there. And there was a family and um, they had somebody taking their Christmas card pictures. And they, said, nice. every, they said every year we come to the Ralph Lauren store and we may take our Christmas picture for our Christmas card. Oh, awesome. oh wow. That is amazing. I love it. <laughs> the other thing I love is at the at the Met at the Metropolitan Museum of Art they have the incredible um, Italian crash. Oh. Um, they're like hand carved. I didn't know that. Oh, it's magnificent! Wow. Um, okay. 
it's it's really something to see. Oh, and then um, actually, Tom and I have done this maybe once or twice. You take the train to the um, New York Botanical Garden, right? Uh, or is that the yep. Brooklyn Botanical? It's in the Bronx, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's um, they they have an entire um, Christmas huge Christmas village set up oh. in one of the um, greenhouses and everything in it and the trains are running through it. So it's model oh, trains. Wow. It's cool. uh, vintage model trains running through this village and everything except the trains themselves are made out of parts of um, trees. Trees and wow. flowers and vegetation. It's so oh, I want to see that. Very cool. And they yeah. have they have people selling food and cocktails and it's it's cold and it's lit up. It's really pretty wow. magical. It's really That's festive awesome. and yeah. So cool because you, you could get stuck just looking at the smallest little thing. Because yeah. everything's made of like branches and twigs and bark and yeah. moss. Pine, and little pieces so of cool. pine cone. Yeah, wow. it's really wow. neat. Okay, hmm. question two. When's the last time you visited the tree at Rock Center in person, Kristen? <laughs> 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 On television. This, this year, Kristen gets to go. <laughs> exactly. Year, 2023. <laughs> oh, I love it. I went last year. It's kind of sad. Yeah. 2019. I was there last year. Yeah. I was, I was there, there last, last year. year too. Yeah. Yeah. Doing doing research. In fact, awesome. I would say that the last four years, or so three years, would be the only three years of my entire life that I have not been in New York. Wow. We, lived there. Oh, wow. we always went for the lighting wow. every oh. year, forever, never, never, even after we didn't live there. So I would say that's wow. kind of sad. That makes me sad. I have to go this year. Wait, especially year. you, Simon and Schuster, ladies. You have yeah. to go to the. No, offices. I was there last year. And what was so great is that's when I got to meet with my editor and I could see it right from the building and I could yeah. go buy it. Well, that's what I was for years. We would have like a family trip and I would go do my meetings and. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for it's folks pretty watching cool. at home, if, uh, Simon and Schuster is. In Rockefeller Center, and so some of the office windows actually look out right on look the out. tree. It's yep. cra it's yes. crazy, and you like they can see the tree lighting, you know, from work. Yep. They don't even have to leave their desk. They can um, see the Today Show from their windows too. Yeah. It's all yeah. like awesome. right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, question three: Have you ever ice skated at Rock Center or in Central Park at the holidays? No, we took our kids there. One year, um, right after Christmas, their Christmas present was we took them to New York. Um, it was their first time for Christmas, and so they skated at um, Rock Center. Awesome! I so have not. My Christy, favorite. have you? Yeah, both. But I have a pro tip for you guys for Rock Center fun. ice skating because the line <laughs> is punishing. Like you have to wait in line for like hours. But if you go to the Santa brunch. At Rock Center, you get VIP skate passes and you get to see the line. It's like oh. anybody out there know? Pro tip, man. That is good to know. Yep. Yep. My tip is to find the restaurant that looks over the thing. And we saw, found a really good one last year to just watch everybody fall on their keisters. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is why. Even though I grew up right around here, I never went. I've never skated. I, I go all the time and watch the people skating, but yeah, I'm not so good on ice skating. So it's not very festive. <laughs> Falling down and breaking your ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question four. Have you ever gone to see the Radio City Christmas Spectacular? Nope. No, I've always <laughs> wanted to go. Maybe I'll go oh. this year. I you say friends in fiction field trip. It is magical. Sean is saying Sean. 
Sean says 20, 20 times. 20 times? You, you've Sean! seen the Radio City what? Christmas Spectacular 20 Oh, 15, 15 maybe. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow, oh. Sean. I would bet I've seen it at least 15. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Good wow. every time. Thanks, Grandma, it's, he says. It's it good every time, <laughs> isn't it? You think, you think you're you're over it or you're just going for your kid or something, it's, and then you go again and you're like, this is amazing. And it's oh, like wow. Christmas has welled up inside of you and Absolutely. taken over oh, your person. When you it takes you. every Christmas story and puts it all on a stage with Okay, I'm going to try and go. The rock yeah, and that sounds awesome. It's, it's animals, so, yeah. Jeff um, has never been, so we're going to try to go on our trip this year because oh, he's never it's been so to see good. it. But I've seen oh, the Easter one. That, it's that so it's almost exactly the same. It's almost oh, exactly the same. Wow. I've never seen that. I didn't oh, know I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, oh, here's a real quick fun story. I took my son to New York for his eighth birthday, and it was so funny. Everything about it was so funny. I got a lot of stories. But we went to see that, and we were around all these people in furs and diamonds and things. And then the Rockettes come out, and this eight-year-old boy goes like, whoa, Dad, nice legs. <laughs> I'm like, swallow me now. That's awesome. um, one of the instructors at my gym is a retired Rockette. Wait, and, um, coming on. Oh, oh, Sean is here. You didn't hear that? What? <laughs> well, that was just for Ron. I just wanted to do that for your joke. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so one You're of the all nice, folks. <laughs> one of the instructors at my gym is a retired Rockette, and she has so many stories from working I bet. at the uh, wow. at the Christmas Spectacular. Um, wow, neat. Yeah, some real behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, you know, I, I did an event with Fiona this summer with Fiona oh. Davis, whose last book was yeah. about the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes. Yeah. And one of the women in the audience was a Rockette who had come specifically, like a former Rockette. Oh. Yeah. She was probably like in her 70s who had come to that's see Fiona. Awesome. It was really neat. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And then you're thinking about all the people who like dreamed of being that as a little girl and then yeah. they're on stage. Guys, they did these um, dance classes every day on Instagram during the beginning of the pandemic. And I want to let you know that I would not have made it as a rocket. <laughs> yeah, no. Same. Same. <laughs> I don't I even need. Guess, I don't need any I, Instagram live video to tell you that. Sean no. also says same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Has anyone ever seen the Nutcracker performed by the New York City Ballet? No, no. that would be really neat. Miami oh. City Ballet. I've seen that one. <laughs> Christy's seen it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, but again, like I lived there when I was little, so you know, you did all the things. Yeah. Right? yeah. But um, it's another one. That's my my husband's mom would like like took them like several times, and he just is like it was like you know he was like five, six, seven, and thought it was like the worst thing in the entire world, and it was like being yeah. punished and awful. And anyway, I just think that's so funny. So I've not taken little Will because yeah, but maybe he's old enough. You, now. you, you can take him out of fishing tournament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when so Katie Robin, was about when Katie was about six, my sister and I took her to the Fox to see the Nutcracker with well, the Atlanta Ballet. She well, was all dressed up in her candy cane dress, and she looked so adorable. And everybody there had little girls all dressed up. And at some point, she stretches and lean and and lays down in my lap and my sister's and says very dramatically, "When do they sing?" <laughs> <laughs> There's that's no, adorable. <laughs> that's so, that's adorable. Wait, so Ron, have you never been? 
Not New York, no, no. no but that's it, you know, I have I want to try something new every year. I go because I'm yeah, so a spoiled yeah. brat. We get to go every year for my birthday and our anniversary. So I love uh, it. It's only been for like the last five years, but I always try something new. So maybe add it to your it. list. It's so yeah. well worth it. It's really beautiful. Hey, maybe we should put a uh, post a list on the page for our favorite. Haunts at um, Ooh, yeah. oh, all the yeah, things we talked about, yeah. which yeah, I will idea. shamelessly steal for my first New York Christmas <laughs> trip. <laughs> we have quite the itinerary for you. I know, I'm excited. Oh. I can already see it coming together. We're all taking you, we're gonna take you. Yeah. Fantastic. You don't even okay. have to steal the list, and you, you have, have to be frozen too. Like, to, if you take Noah, it's so it's so good on Broadway. Okay. Like, I remember my dad was like, seriously, I have to go see Frozen. And it he was he looked at me halfway. He's like, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. that's, that's great. That's so awesome. Um, oh, wow, y'all. Yeah. Now I want to go to New York for Christmas. I, right. I want it to be Christmas. Thanks right. to Bright Lights Big Christmas. I wish it was Christmas right now. It feels like it is already. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I'm wearing reindeer antlers. Though. Yes. And you Maybe. have you have Christmas in your heart, so I do have Christmas <laughs> in my heart. That's true, and on it's your head because she lives every day as if it's Christmas Day. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> that just because I'm the size of an elf, Meg? Is that what no, this is about? Saying no, she's saying it because it's the first rule of elf code. I know that's what I'm saying. Just because I'm the size of an elf, yeah. she also yeah. never has saggy tights. Never. <laughs> Never. I don't Never. Sag. I, I, everyone knows that. All the knows that. <laughs> well, wait, this, this could get real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, what an app. That is the most fun I've had in a lot. My face hurts from laughing. Yeah. That is amazing. Wonderful. And for all of you out How there. Face hurts from laughing because she won. It's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's called, it's from called laughing. bloating. I was going to say from victory smirking, maybe. Yeah. We'll the, never hear the end of it. Wow. Victory. You activated the uh, gloating muscles in your cheeks. Victory is mine. All right. For all of you out there, remember that you can find all of our back episodes on YouTube. If you want to watch this again, you can see it on YouTube. If you want to watch me win again, you can watch on YouTube. <laughs> we will be back next week without our antlers to talk to Jessica Knoll about her new novel, Bright Young Women. This novel has been getting all the buzz. Um, Meg and Kristen have been reading it and just say it's incredible. Oh, I it. And I can't wait to read it. So we have a great episode in store for you and we can't wait. So thank you for being with us and we will see you next week. And thanks to all of you for tuning in and to my friends and family, um, friends and fiction family. Thanks for all the support. You guys mean the world to me. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.